Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. Really excited today for our guest. I'm always excited. Every time we do this, every time I intro an episode, I always say I'm really excited because I am. So just deal with it. But today I have uh, two great people with me. Uh, So let's go ahead and start with introductions. Derek, tell us a bit about yourself. I am also excited. want to start out. Thank you, Ryan, for having me on here. Yeah. My name is Derek Schreer. I'm currently a freshman at Southern Adventist University. I grew up in Kansas City, Kansas, and I uh, moved to Asheville and currently live there, but going to, going to school here in Chattanooga. Can I just point out, uh, you did something that is hilarious to me because I do the same thing. I think everyone who's ever gone to Southern or done anything at Southern has this moment of when you start to say Southern, as you say it, you think, Am I going to say the full thing, or am I just going to stop at Southern? I'm just going to say, am I, I'm a student at Southern, or I'm a student at Southern Adventist University. Everyone does That's it, good point. and I love it. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> and it makes me not feel crazy when it happens. So thank you for making yeah. me not feel alone no there. Problem, I appreciate it. I don't even know if that's what you were doing, but it's what it made me think of, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Richie, tell us about yourself. <laughs> sure. Richie Halverson. I pastor in Cleveland at uh, Bowman Hills Summit Adventist Church. Got a family, four kids. Uh, celebrated 20, 21 years with my wife just a little while back, so God is good. Awesome. You should not ask me how old I am. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, I don't want to make you feel too old here. Uh, uh, no, that's awesome. Celebrating 21 years of marriage. That is uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, and you recently moved uh, to Bowman Hills, correct? Yeah, just about uh, four, four or five months. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so I've, I've preached at Bowman Hills. It's a great church. Those are some great people. So uh, uh, I was excited when I heard that you had moved there. And, and um, so I'm excited to see uh, what the Lord's going to do with you there. And, and yeah, I'm, I, it's really cool. Um, so thank you both for being on. I am also uh, really interested in today's topic. I know I've developed my own thoughts on this. I think as a pastor, this is probably the question I get the most. Uh, is uh, either that or, you know, some of the more traditional ones. But uh, this one absolutely is the one of the most common questions out there, and it is, how do I figure out uh, God's will for my life? And there is so much in that question to unpack. The idea that first God does have some sort of plan for your life or some sort of will uh, that He wants you to follow, right? That's number one. The second thing is that uh, you have to... Uh, everyone always kind of... Uh, projects something onto that question, right? So they assume that uh, every facet of their life is somehow entwined with, uh, it's God's will for me to do this thing or this thing. Uh, I had a friend once who would pray over every single chip in a bag of chips. Uh, and, And sometimes I think we do that with with God's will. Uh, we say, oh, it, do I, you know, is it, and I've seen this, is it God's will for me to go to work today? Is it God's will for me to do this today? I, and I know I'm taking it to the extreme on that, but I, I, I've seen it done, and I think we do that a lot with even uh, bigger decisions as well. So the first thing I, I think I want to talk about is is just dive into our stories a little bit and ask, uh, how did how did you decide uh, that this was the direction you were going to walk in, whether it's what you're studying or your profession or your marriage, anything like that. Uh, how did you come to the decision? And was it a question of God's will or was it a, was it a different question that you asked? I, I know with me, 
Um, God just, you know, God got me into his will one way or another. And I went into it sometimes kicking and screaming. I mean, God doesn't make us do something that we don't want to do. He gives us the freedom of choice. But when you, when you give your life to God and say, God, I, I want your will for my life, then, you know, he's going to do that. And, and so, you know, for me, uh, definitely ministry grew up the son of a pastor. It was kind of the last thing I ever wanted to do. Mm. Uh, but, you know, God uh, through, and he uses all kinds of experiences, you know, bumping your head up against the wall, uh, you know, over time, you know, maybe I'll try something different. And then you, you keep, he keeps moving you and moving you until you get into his will. And I believe life is just a constant experience of kind of recalibrating ourselves to be in God's will. And we'll find ourselves at a different time in life just not quite feeling right or not, not, you know, seeing maybe the results we want to see, or we're just being in one of those places where we don't feel like we're in God's will. And uh, we may even feel that way and be in God's will. So I just really believe for me, God got a hold of my life and he, he got me where he wanted me because I gave him permission to do that. But it wasn't always just a, a real exciting thing. And I tried to not let the question of, is this God's will for me get in the way of just stepping forward and 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 doing mm. the next right thing. That's huge. That that is uh, that's really big. Thank you for sharing that, Derek. What about you? Um, grew up in the Midwest. Uh, moved out to Asheville, and that's really when my life started to change. I feel like um, I grew up playing a lot of golf, and I thought forever that that's what I would be doing. Like I would be doing that. Um, I got college offers. I thought you know I'm on the road to success here, and sometimes I think to see God's will, it's to see where God has led you in the past. And I can stand here saying that I didn't really want to go to an Adventist college. I wanted mm. to be somewhere playing, you know, athletics. Um, and I think for me, seeing the possibilities of God's will and being able to see I'm here at Southern right now because of how God has led me here and because of God's will for me. And that's so much better than anything I could be accomplishing anywhere else. Oh yeah, um, that's been really big for me, and I feel like I'm still very, very much trying to figure out exactly what I'm being called to do, and that's kind of what college is all about in a sense, and that's almost the frustrating part. But for me, anyways, I feel like just getting to this point and being at a Adventist University right now has almost been like I'm almost able to look back now and see God's will for me that way. Mm. And uh, that's been huge, and I'm I'm super excited to to be here at Southern and see what. Um, what's in store? Yeah, almost. what's coming yeah. next, right? I uh, well, first of all, I'm never playing top golf with you uh, because I'm terrible at Word. it, and I don't want to feel terrible about myself <laughs> as you destroy me. Uh, the one time that I've played top golf, which is like the bowling version of golf, there was this whole crew of like people in their 50s and 60s who all showed up with like their own clubs, and like they were all wearing that one glove on their hand, mm. and they were just like sinking them one after the other. And I'm over here like every time I hit, it just goes right, uh, no matter what I do. Uh, but I didn't have the worst hit of the night. My friend actually just hit the ball straight up, which was hilarious. It hit the roof Ooh. and then came right back down. Uh, and he did it with a driver, which is incredible. Is uh, I don't know how you do that. but wow. um, So never playing golf with you. But All right. uh, no, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's powerful too. Sometimes I think as we're walking, um, you don't realize you've been in God's will until you look back. Uh, and you have to see how different things uh, played into it and... and um, what I don't want to think, or what I don't want anyone to think as I say that, is that as you look back, it means that every single thing that happened was God's will. No, no, no. 
I think that that uh, you used a word that I love to recalibrate. Uh, there were times where something came into your life that took you out of God's will, or something that happened in your life wasn't a part of God's will. And what God does is then He uses, He He works in that situation. He recalibrates and gets you back on track. Um, so I don't want anyone to think that, oh, you know, this huge inexplicable tragedy that happened to you was God's will for your life. Uh, no, that happens because we're in a broken world where sin is very much present and we feel the effects of it. Um, but I think looking back is a great way to be able to tell, am I in God's will? Where, you know, what's the, the overall uh, trajectory of, uh, of my life? So uh, let me ask this: What are uh, what are some things that you keep in mind, or you know, if someone says, "What is God's will for my life?" or "How do I figure it out?" Uh, what are the steps you take, uh, other than looking back? Uh, what are the what are the first steps you take for figuring out God's will for your life? Um, you know, I know in in twelve step recovery there is a step. You know, we made a decision to turn our wills over to the care of God, and and so often in recovery. The question is because in addiction, you know, you don't, um, you, you kind of, you, you stop making decisions and allowing God to lead you and, and the drugs start making decisions for you. And so when you're coming out of that, you really forget how to look for God's will. You, you're really at a point where you, you don't know what God's will is. And, and it's during that time that, you know, I was encouraged to, well, you, you may not know what God's will is, but you know what it isn't. Oh, and, and for mm-hmm. me, that's always been a helpful thing. I know it's not to bring harm to my body. I, I know it's to be not to be, uh, you know, rude to my wife. I know that it's not to be uh, absent from my kids and to be in their lives. And so, and, and after a process of pointing out what I know God's will is not for me, I can step forward and just move forward and not get kind of paralyzed in the worry and concern of what is God's will. God, uh, as Derek brought out, it, it's very often looking back, you know, um, hindsight is twenty twenty, and that's where we see where God was moving and, um, and also taking our poor decisions and bringing about his ultimate good will out of them. And, you know, that's just one of those miraculous things of God. But for mm. me, that's kind of where it, it started in the beginning uh, was, okay, I know what God's will is not for me. And, and through a process of elimination and moving forward, um, and then just through a process of praying and studying the Bible and, and through God closing doors and opening doors, that's kind of my common prayer now is, Lord, if this is your will, open this up. If it's not, slam the door in my yeah. face. And he does. I, I think um, you touched on something huge too, uh, and then you you gave the solution to it, which is this idea of knowing what God's will isn't supposes that it, it pre uh, presumes that you've done some study uh, to know that answer, to know that information, to know this is what God wouldn't want. These are some of the principles. And to do that, you do have to study the Bible. I think if you, uh, one, of the, one of the questions I always ask is, is this decision, is this job, this, this move, this uh, relationship, uh, whatever the decision I'm about to make, is it in line with what I know to be true about God? Right? That's, that's one of the questions I always ask myself. Is this in line with what I know to be true about God? And that means that I have to be studying and getting to know God and talking with Him. Uh, and, you know, if I don't read the Bible, if I don't, if I don't study it, if I don't, uh, if I don't interact with my faith, then it would be easy for me to think uh, that 
Uh, anything could be in line with the character of God, and something that uh, something isn't actually. And the reason I frame it as uh, what I know to be true is we don't know everything. We're constantly learning and growing, and so uh, it's more of a question of is this in line with where I'm at currently in my knowledge of God? Does this make sense? Um, so yeah, echo that. I resonate with it. It is uh, it is incredibly powerful. Derek, what about you? I just want to say I love how doors is like the unofficial metaphor for God's will. <laughs> like I feel like yeah, every up, time, like, yeah, every time. Um, but I listened to a sermon one time that I thought was really interesting. And one thing that I've struggled with with God's will is kind of on the other end of things is not so much um, things getting slammed in my face or um, you know one way or the other, but just like not really knowing where to go or like not really having either side of things. And I listened to a sermon one time talking about doors, shockingly, and uh, it talked about how sometimes doors are open, but it takes our actions to open it. Um, almost like God's opening up avenues for us, but without no action from us, nothing's really going to happen. Mm. And that's one of the most frustrating parts is when people just sit there saying, oh, if it's God's will, it's like, we're not really doing anything. So like, what, you know, what's going to happen? Um, I feel like we learn God's will through... Um, the things that we're trying to do, and he will open and shut doors based on based on what we're doing in a way. Yeah, um, actually, that's I been think, really powerful for me. I think one of the way one of the things that actually is my go to example of this is actually the call of Ellen White as as a prophet, uh, because many people don't realize she wasn't the first one called. There were actually a, I think it was two or three men that were called before her that rejected it, uh, and so that idea of it takes you to step through the door. Um, or God will say, okay, cool, you don't want to go this direction? Fine, I will, I will offer this door somewhere else. And uh, so that, that's huge, your own action. I think God, this is a, this is a partnership uh, where God works with you to move you forward. And I think uh, the other principle that I like to keep in mind with this is uh, this idea that we're not mindless robots, uh, that not every decision, uh, or let me frame it this way. Uh, God made us human. God made us with this ability to reason and to think. Uh, he made us with uh, self-discipline. And even if you don't think you're disciplined, you are just in the wrong things. Uh, if you're not disciplined in doing homework, you're probably disciplined in watching Netflix. Um, it's You're disciplined to do the things you want to do. And so God has created you with this because he's created you in his image. And sometimes I think as we grow and as God is transforming our character, God's when we ask God, uh, what's your will? He says, I've already given you the tools to figure this out. You can you can do this. And the problem with becoming mindless robots and, and assuming everything has to be consulted that way is that we often end up using God as a scapegoat when things don't go our way. Uh, we think that living in God's will means everything's going to go great. And if they don't, then it's either not God's will or God has left me. And that's not the case at all. I think uh, even in the disciples' case, I mean, uh, 11 of them were persecuted and uh, and martyred, and you know, many of them were martyred. And so, this idea that that following God and doing what He has called you to do does not guarantee that your life will be easy. Uh, Noah, following God, is building an ark for 120 years with his family and getting ridiculed the entire time. And I'd love to say that I would I would be on Noah's side, but no, I know me. I'd be on the other side. I'd be. I'd be the the skeptic going, you're ridiculous. There's been no rain. There's never been rain. That concept doesn't exist. You're wasting your time. I know me. I know where I'd be. Um, and that scares me too. But it, God has made you with this ability to make decisions. 
and he's encouraging you to make them as well. And once again, in partnership, uh, so that you don't make God the scapegoat for uh, maybe actions that you shouldn't have taken or when things don't go your way. Uh, any additional thoughts here? Yeah, I think just, uh, yeah, to take chances, um, you know, without risk, it's it's just not worth it. And I think that there is this scapegoat tendency of, of just being paralyzed in, well, I don't know what God's will is. What is God's will for this? Um, and and just knowing the basics of what his will I know is not, then then to me, everything else is on the table. You know, I can pursue this. I can try this. And, you know, often uh, failure is the greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. And it's through that that I say, you know what? God doesn't want me to be in sales because I absolutely hated sales. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and it's through that process of trying things that very often God will reveal, you know what, this, this isn't, you, you know, your, my will for you. And, and it's just through that conversation that God wants to have with us on a daily basis and living life. Um, we don't have to constantly be questioning whether or not we're in God's will. Um, we can we can trust that He's in control and just continue to enjoy life and yeah. just kind of seize the day and 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 you know attempt be be risk takers. Yeah, that's huge. I I love that. Um, absolutely love that and resonate with that. Derek, what about you? Yeah, I just want to say, Richie, I really like that approach of um, finding God's will is knowing what it's not and. Um, like you talked like you never thought you would go into ministry and stuff. I feel like oftentimes God's will is almost mysterious because it takes us to places we never thought we could be almost or we never expected. Because um, oftentimes what he has in store for us is a lot different than what we have in store for ourselves. And that's the exciting part because we know that that's so much better than anything we could have planned. But at the same time, like I know I'm selfish and uh, I want you know, <laughs> things, what I, you know, yeah. how I like them. And um, sometimes putting that aside for God's will looks good on the long end, but sometimes it's hard. Like, you, yeah, absolutely. You want, um, you want to be in control of what you're yeah. doing. And that's just really not how that works. And that can be challenging sometimes. I think um, one thing that both of you, I think, have touched on here is uh, this idea that uh, God also works with what you're passionate about. And, uh, and the talents that he's given you. And I think um, that's one of the things I always ask as well is, is what are the passions that I know uh, are of God? Which also then supposes I know what God would want in passions or talents that I have, right? If my passion is, is lying to people, then that's probably not the passion that we're talking about, right? Um, unless you're a magician, which completely relies on deception, but in sleight of hand. But this is this idea that God has made you with passions and talents, and he wants you to embrace those. I think uh, my freshman year of college, I took a, a ministry career test called the IDAC, and it gives you five areas of ministry and then 10 jobs in each of those areas. And at the top of the line, the number one and across all five of those categories was editor of some sort. And I always thought, yeah, I hate edit. Like, I don't care about that at all, actually. And what I find now is six, seven years later uh, from that test, uh, I'm, be- I'm being presented with more and more opportunities to be an editor or to be some sort of administrator, and I'm loving it. Um, I'm absolutely loving it. And it's, it's crazy that I-, I-, I didn't realize it was a passion of mine. Um, and I thought, 
oh, that seems too simplistic because I didn't realize just how great of, of a thing that could be for me and my personality type. Um, but yeah, I love it. And so God absolutely works with the passions and the talents and the gifts that he has given you. And those are often the biggest clue for us to know this is the direction I should go. Uh, absolutely. So uh, as we kind of uh, wind down here, any final thoughts that you guys want to leave listeners with on this? You know, I think um, it's just the, the, the faith that I can have that um, even though not every decision I make is God's will, and as you had mentioned, not everything that happens to me is God's will. Um, you know, I, I don't believe, you know, getting married at 19 was necessarily God's will for me <laughs> at the time. And yet God took that decision and he brought out his ultimate will and purpose. And I wouldn't change it for anything. The poor decisions I've made, although they were not God's will, uh, I wouldn't change them because God has used them to turn me into the person I am today. And so, mm. you know, again, try to avoid the, the poor choices, uh, but you're going to make some bad choices and to not get down on yourself. Allow, allow God to pick you up, dust you off and, and keep moving you forward into his will. Awesome. Thank you for that. And Derek? I guess I'll just speak specifically to the high school and college students since that's what I'm currently living in right now. Um, I know it's been said like over and over again, but but being okay with not knowing mm. um, exactly what God's call is for you is absolutely okay. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a level of being excited um, for discovering what that is. And that path to trying to figure out what that is is just awesome. Um, mm. And I feel like once you can kind of fully put your trust in God that he wants what's best for you and that um, anything that he has is going to be better than anything you can do yourself, um, you should be excited about that. Yeah. Um, so. Absolutely. Thank you guys uh, for your insights here. Uh, I've agreed with everything that has been said here. Mm. Uh, it's, it, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really appreciate the both of you. Uh, we want to give a special thank you to Southern Adventist University for hosting us as we've recorded season two. Um, and to our listener, we hope this was helpful to you. We hope some of our journey and story has been uh, beneficial to you and maybe have given you some new things to think about as you're thinking about your future or maybe a big decision and wondering, is this direction God, uh, the direction that God wants me to go in? So know that we are praying for you. We, we hope that and, and pray that you will be successful in that. Um, and uh, if you want to engage in any of the other content that The Project Refresh is putting out, uh, you are more than welcome to head on over to theprojectrefresh.org, and you can see all that great content, including other episodes of Echo as well. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes and you didn't know, it's also a video podcast, so that is a great place to go and, and check out uh, that as well. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.